I'm super, super excited about my book, Unlikely Fighter. Uh, and in preparation for this book, I had to do a lot of research and kind of get in a time machine and go back and relive moments. Uh, I've written 20 books, but I've never written a memoir till Unlikely Fighter. And it was, it was a, a journey. Uh, matter of fact, I think in counseling, they take you back to certain points in your life and they unpack that. Well, when you write a memoir, you have to do that. You have to get in a time machine and unpack your life. You have to put the reader in your shoes. You have to, what you smell, they smell. What you saw, they, they see. And when I was doing this, it was pretty dramatic and traumatic. There were times I broke down and would call my wife. And I'm like, why am I crying? What is this salty substance? What is happening to me? And I think God was just kind of stirring up in my soul the impact of um, the cross and the power of God in my life and in my whole family's life. So Unlikely Fighter is 22 chapters long. The first 21 chapters happened before I turned 16. And really, one of the themes in the book is identity. Because when I was about six years old, I was at a Christmas gathering of my family. My family is a very rough inner city family, uh, bodybuilders and street fighters and tough guys. My mom was the only sister in this group, and they were these five brothers were all afraid of her because she was a tough lady. And um, I was just a quiet, scared kid raised in this urban upbringing in the highest crime rate area of our city. And I was, you know, confused. How did I get in this family? Because I didn't fit in. I read, I read books. I remember one time one of my toughest uncles looks over at a family reunion and says, what's wrong with that kid? He reads books. I'm like, I literally can hear everything you're saying right now. But I just didn't fit in because I wasn't tough. And one Christmas really solidified that and really hammered home the issue of identity in my young soul. Uh, we had uh, presents at my grandparents' house and uncles and aunts and cousins are there and they have a large, large family. <clears throat> and we all got wrapped up and we're about to eat lunch, and my Uncle Dave, um, who was a judo champion, a Golden Gloves boxer, and war hero, literal war hero, said, I got one more present. It's for little Greg. And everybody looked at me, and I was shocked, and <clears throat> I couldn't believe it because I never got noticed like that. And I walked over uh, across the room with a little six-year-old swagger because all eyes, for the first time I can remember, were on me. He hands me the present. I open it up, and it's a girl's doll. And I think it's a mistake. You know, I think, okay, well, you gave this present to the wrong person. I go, it's a, it's a girl's doll. And he says, yeah, I figured you didn't have a dad, so you like to play with dolls like a little girl. And I snapped. And I think that's the first time I remember really um, losing my temper. And I took that doll, and I shoved it in his stomach. I go, ain't no girl and I walked back across the room, and all my uncles were like, yeah, you see that temper? Maybe he is one of us. He's one of us after all. And it sent me on a, on a downward spiral in the sense of I began to really question. As a six-year-old, that may seem too young, but I remember as clear, clear as day, how did I get in this family? Who am I? Where am I from? What, who's my father? What is happening with my life? And 
why is there so much violence around me? And it was just an intense time of searching. And it was about that time uh, I began to break out the Bible. I have a little red Bible I still have in my office today and a flashlight and hide underneath the kitchen sink or behind the couch to get away from the loudness of my family and read and searching for my identity. Who am I? And it wasn't until two years later I finally understood and believed the gospel. But that search for my identity didn't stop when I trusted Christ. It began when I, when I trusted Christ, and it continued. It's a big, big theme of the book. And when I think of that theme, I can't help but think of Jesus. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, it says, Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. This is interesting because God gives Jesus three gifts here, and I believe he gives us these same three gifts. Gift number one is identity from the Father. It says, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Jesus got his identity from being the Son of the living God, the Son of God. In him, in you, I am well pleased. What's interesting is Jesus had not officially began his earthly ministry. He had not gone through the 40 days of temptation. He had not preached his first sermon or done his first miracle. Before he did anything, God the Father said, You are my Son In you, I am well pleased. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have put your faith in him, if you believe that he died for you in your place on the cross, died for your sins, was buried, rose from the dead, you trust in him, you put your faith in him. Galatians 4 tells us we're adopted into the family of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 talks about we have the righteousness of Christ. Ephesians 1 says we are in Christ over and over again. We're in him. So in that sense, when the Father looks at us, He says, you are my children. In you, I am well pleased. Not because of what we've done or will do or have done, because we are in Christ. We have our identity from the Father. And I remember, I remember June 23rd, 1974, when I put my faith in Christ. And I could call God my heavenly Father. I sensed that gift from the Father. But the Father also gave to Jesus belonging from the Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and that community and connection with the Trinity. And guess what? According to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, as soon as we believe in Christ, we're marked in Christ with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit a down payment guaranteeing our inheritance until the day of redemption. I mean, you think about it, God gave himself as a down payment on our soul. And it, w- it wasn't just Jesus who filled, was filled with the Spirit. We are filled with the Spirit. We are immersed in the Spirit. The Spirit of God dwells in every believer in Christ, and he is our connection. That is our connection to the Trinity. <clears throat> so even though as a little kid I was isolated and alone, I felt Uh, nervous a lot. Once I became a Christian, I began to realize God is with me. 
And that began to change the way that I viewed myself. I'll never forget, I work with a ministry called Dare to Share, where we've trained millions of Christian teenagers how to share the gospel of Christ over the last 30 years. And one event, I was speaking on the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, three persons. I talked about that we have fellowship with the Trinity. We're not members of, but we're invited in to the community of the Trinity. So I said, you're not alone. And I'll never forget getting a note from a girl who said, Dear Mr. Steer, I felt alone and isolated my entire life. When I go to school and I sit at the cafeteria table, I sit by myself. I literally have no friends. But for the first time, I realize, as a believer in Christ, I am not alone. The, I imagine the Father sitting across from me at that kitchen table, at that cafeteria table, the Son of God at my right hand, and the Spirit of God at my left. I've attempted suicide several times, and I'll never attempt suicide again. Signed, Lily, age 12. A 12-year-old girl who was delivered from suicidal thoughts by the community of the Trinity, the belonging from the Holy Spirit. Identity from the Father, belonging from the Spirit, and then the mission from the Son. What happens in the next chapter after Jesus is tempted for 40 days in the wilderness and he stands up underneath that temptation? And by the way, what is Satan attacking? He's attacking his identity, if you are the Son of God. He's attacking his belonging. Hey, you want to belong to the crowds? Or do you want to belong, belong to the king? Just throw yourself off this temple and belong to the cross. Get your belonging from them. And he, he's attacked for his mission because he came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to ultimately establish his kingdom, and Satan offers a shortcut. Jesus withstands all those temptations, and he preaches. He came to preach the gospel, to seek and to save what was lost. Again, I think of this passage in Luke 3, 21 and 22, and I think of my own life and the identity, the belonging, the mission I found, the identity from the Father, the belonging from the Spirit, and the mission from the Son. Years later, after the gift incident, I was 15 years old. My grandfather had died. My uncles were now all believers but one of them. And that one unbeliever would be at the funeral. So my uncles came to me and said, we want you to preach the sermon at, Grand at Grandpa's funeral, my Grandpa's funeral, their dad. And I'm like, I'm 15. They're like, we're not asking you. We're telling you. And when my uncles, they're bodybuilders. <laughs> I was like, okay, yes, I will do that. And I remember preaching that sermon and sensing my mission. Many, many people trusted Christ as their Savior in that moment. My uncle did not trust Christ there, but it planted a seed. And I found my mission. I found my identity. I was called to preach the gospel. In the same way, you, your identity, if you're a believer in Christ, your identity comes from the Father. You are His child. You have belonging in the Holy Spirit, and you have a mission from the Son to preach the gospel in whatever place he has placed you in life. Whatever job, whatever neighborhood, you are there to share the good news. I hope you get my book, Unlikely Fighter, and I hope it ministers to you and really helps you build a strong identity in Christ.